and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I am so excited to have another guest in the studio today, Mr. Chase Gilroy. Yo! All right, Chase, what's up? Well, now, you don't necessarily go by Chase, correct? People call you Gil, Gilroy? Uh, I go by many names, but Gil, Gilly, Gilroy, all those are applicable. Okay, okay. Um, And you are, I guess, what people would call a successful YouTuber, that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make a living off of it. So, you know, I want to point out that, you know, I don't know Chase and well, Gil, Gilly, Gilroy. I didn't get the name right. I don't know Gil incredibly well. So we've met twice before because you have a live broadcast that you do with local artists and musicians uh, called Garage Bands Live that I performed on twice. Yes. And so I've met you at your house in your studio, which is fantastic. So when exactly did you start Garage? Bands live. So we just had the one year anniversary, I Yay! believe it was June of 2020 when we started. It was the pandemic right. passion project. Right. So I figured COVID had an influence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, Garage Bands Live would not exist without COVID. Right. If you could count that as a blessing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I put out a four-song EP. I started this podcast all because of COVID. So there's definitely some things I think it forced people to be a little more inventive in how Mm -hmm. they present themselves, especially for entertainers that would normally be in live venues. Exactly. Um, so you said you're, you're basically right around the one year. I mean, how do you feel, you know, from when you got started? I mean, I know just the last time I was there a week ago from when I was there before that probably two months prior, you already had new equipment, oh, new cameras. Yeah. So how do you, how do you feel like garage bands has grown since the inception? Oh man. Garage bands has, uh, exponentially grown from the inception. Cause we started with like. I had to borrow black curtain from a guy who does show, you know, like dance shows mm-hmm. and stuff. I borrowed black curtain because I just wanted to get started. And I didn't know anything about sound, really. I'm a videographer. Right. I know how to check levels for vocals and stuff like that. But like line line checking music mm-hmm. is not my strong suit. And so, you have a team that helps you. I have a team now. Okay. Yeah. So when I started, it was just me. Right. I had this idea. I was like, man, I was like kind of fiddling around in my garage. Uh, And I know people who play music. Right. And I knew that because of the pandemic, people weren't able to play anywhere. And for me, music has a special place, Mm -hmm. you know, in my heart. It changes your mood. It makes you feel good. Right. So, like, I wanted to do something for the community that benefited both of us, honestly, I was bored in my garage, right? <laughs> right. And I was like, man, I got to do something. So I have like a video production background. I've been live streaming for a long time as well on Twitch. And uh, I was like, man, if I just mix the two together, music and live streaming, maybe I can do something really cool. Right. So I started off with one camera and oh, a, wow. a cheapo little, I think it was like a Samson mm-hmm. uh, board that had like eight inputs. And I myself got on there. I'm not a musician, really. Um, I I try to be. Mm -hmm. But I myself got up there and did a stream where I was just trying to see if I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I did it. Nice. Wow. If I can do it, then I can put other people who are way better than me Mm -hmm. online streaming live music so that people at home can watch on their couch. And it went from just a corner, a small corner. Mm Mm-hmm. With a stool, a microphone, and a line input. Right. To what we have now, which is like over 300 square foot. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Of carpeted stage. Multiple rooms. With rigged lighting. Um, I've, at 
at one point we can have like five camera angles going at once. Oh yeah, it, it's, lights that it's are triggered awesome. by the chat, and it's like it. That's what I mean by exponential. Like, and my goal is every time we do a show to make make it better than the last show. Right. To constantly be innovating because people want to always see something new or mm-hmm. you know see it in a better way. So I've been told like our live sound is better than most they've ever done. Right. Oh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I mean, the video quality, the the live because you know a lot of people don't realize live editing of video. That's that's a very specific skill. Oh yeah. It's not you know like you just like I do with the podcast. You know, tearing down the fourth wall where I can just record and chop out the shit I don't want people to hear. Yeah. You know, this is live, and you guys are like super engaged. There's people walking around the entertainer, getting different angles that the the fixed cameras can't get. It's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah, it's been a real experience because I w- I've been able with a team. So I have a team of a visual engineer who helps me switch the cameras. Okay. Um, I have a sound engineer, Eric. He's super awesome. Mm-hmm. He does all the magic with the audio. And then I go around making sure that I'm kind of the overseer. Right. Making sure the camera angles the are good. The overlord. The batteries are good. <laughs> um, you know, just kind of making sure the whole show is flowing well. As As also, I am the host. Right. So, like, when we open the show, I get to sit down and actually talk with the artist. Mm -hmm. And so you can get a chance to do something you don't ever get to see, like, at a live show. Right. Um, Maybe you can yell at the artist across from the room or at the front of the stage and, you, you know... You're an artist. You probably yeah, but it's not. You don't get that intimacy that you get with a sit down face to face discussion. Right. Yeah, right. And and I thought it was just kind of a cool, uh, different approach that we could take to putting on a live show where you actually get to hear or get to know the artist a little better mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't at a live show. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It is Garage Bands live. Garage Bands with uh, just one word. Garage Bands and then live. And then you guys stream that on. <laughs> Gil's over here choking on his water. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, it was almost a spit take. I was like, did I say something weird? <laughs> but I know that you know you'll post like on Facebook, Twitch. Where, where else is, can people find it? Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. I'm still choking. <laughs> that we're, moment we're too when you're far trying to... away for me to give you the Heimlich. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, big boy. Pick yeah, me Twitch, up. Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube is where we stream them. And uh, we have an Instagram account too. But I mean, dude, listen, with all the things that I'm into, mm-hmm. I have my own, you know, personal family Facebook page. I have my personal YouTube channel. Right. I have a tech channel. I do uh, Garage Bands Live. I do Twitch gaming, right? So, like, I've been a firm believer throughout my existence as a content creator, and I say that with with quotations. Mm -hmm. You can't put all your eggs in one basket, you know? (laughs) You have to diversify yourself. So, like, if if you're out there listening and you want to get into content creation, you can't just focus on one thing. Right. You know what I mean? You're jumping ahead. We're going to discuss all of this, so I'm going to stop you. Okay. No, you're fine. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Um, So, yeah, GarageBand's live. Please go check that out, and you might see yours truly on an episode of Garage Bands Live. You can go find uh, my past two performances on YouTube uh, if you just search my name and Garage Bands Live. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, I need to clarify something since you are a big presence on social media and people that listen to the podcast know that Jeff has taken issues with social meds in mm. the past. So I, I also have pointed out that I am 
a big hater of hypocrisy. So a lot of people out there saying, Jeff, you're a hypocrite because you're supporting and talking to a guy who's basically making a living off of social media. And you're because you're a hypocrite, you're hypocritical by being hypocritical. That's hypocritical times two. Oh. Wow. So I want to clarify the people and the actions that I talk about on social media are the people that are doing things out of just this weird desire to feel included or to tell, show you pictures of their lunch. What you're doing is completely different, in my opinion, because you are essentially, as you say, a content creator, an entertainer, yeah. and you do make a living off of what you do. So I, I have no issue with the way that you handle social media, and I want to point out to my audience. I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> the way that Gil is doing it is the right way if you're going to use social media, in my opinion. The rest of you yahoos can suck it. <laughs> suck it. All right. So that said, uh, I do want to talk about, you know, primarily, I think, you know, the way that most people would know you is via your YouTube channel, which I think your primary one is called Gilroy Vlogs. Yes. Okay. So... I'm going to be honest, because I'm not a big social media guy, I don't know a bunch about your channels, and obviously we've we've only met just recently. I have gone and done a little research and, and watched some of your videos or just even looked at some of the numbers where, I mean, I've seen some that it's like 32 million views on a video, and which just makes me sad and <laughs> shit my pants because I've never come close to that type of success. So good for you. <laughs> But what would you like? What are your current numbers like from a roughly like a subscriber or view, overall views perspective, just to give people an idea of the scope of your success? Well, I can tell you the vlog channel is at about 670,000 subscribers. Okay. That's but a lot. I would also tell you that subscriber counts is a mirage. Okay. Honestly. Like, you could have a bunch of subscribers, but all of those subscribers don't actually reflect your current viewership, right? Right. At some point, you may have worked with a YouTuber or another creator, and because you made a video with them, their audience subscribed, maybe because that person said to. Right. And those people aren't actually active viewers of your content. And for that reason... I think the subscriber count is a mirage. Gotcha. You know okay. what I mean? Although it's a great uh, storefront look mm -hmm. at a channel. Oh, wow. He's got 670,000 subscribers. But that's a uh, that's a period of over 10 years right. of creating on that channel. So 10 years is, is how long you've been doing this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, that'll answer my next question. Um, but I will say, so... While you may have been doing this for 10 years, like, for example, um, this will be the 28th episode of the podcast. I have a decent listenership. We're in around 20 countries right now, the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Hmm. However, I wouldn't say that it's blown up and caught fire. I'm not necessarily like on Apple's what we like and listen to and recommend to you type of list. So I'm wondering, was there a specific video or piece of content that you put up that really is what took off like wildfire. Like maybe you had other videos out, but there was one specific thing that you feel really was the catalyst for, for things taking off. I'd say probably my most viral video, mm -hmm. and this is uh, recently changed, would have been the <laughs> Destroying Kids Xbox. Yeah, I've seen that one. Or the uh, on Facebook. This was a Facebook exclusive. I've kind of switched to doing primarily Facebook videos. Mm -hmm. There's an upside down beer bottle trick where you put a, beer bottle on a hundred dollar bill and tell the the person to try and take it out without knocking the beer bottle over mm -hmm. or touching it 
So if you can get that $100 bill out, you can keep it. And that video, I mean, reached over 60 million people. Jeez! And it was huge. But I can't say that there is any one video that was like a huge catalyst other than those big mega viral videos. Gotcha. But I mean, like the, the Xbox prank, uh, prank that you did, that one wasn't that long ago, right? I mean, looking at... Oh, it was. I think it was, I think it was six years ago. Okay, was it? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess if you didn't have, like, one pinnacle moment, was there... Like, how was the growth? Like, what did you, when did you start to feel like, yeah, this is really successful and sustainable? So uh, it was, I guess we have to back up. We have to give a little bit of history, right? Um, In in the inception of my channel, I was working with probably one of the greatest, uh, most popular YouTubers to do prank videos on YouTube. Okay. He goes by the name Roman Atwood. Okay. And he's now my brother-in-law. Oh. Right? So, like, we're we're family. And, uh, I mean, the history goes way deeper than that. We grew up together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I used to stay the night at this guy's house. <laughs> and played Nintendo 64 right. until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we started making videos and... Uh, the the channel takes off and because i was the cameraman for roman atwood and i began vlogging i think just residually i had the interest of the audience to come over and be like oh what's this guy like and uh you know i let me just set this straight i love making videos Mm -hmm. i've always loved making videos whether it be for someone else or for myself little known fact i started vlogging just so I would have more video to edit. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I wanted to edit more. I loved editing and and just kind of exercising that creative process. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, if I vlog, I'll be able to edit my own videos. Right. And uh, I found that to be quite fun. It's fun, right? I, I think I believe you may have said this. Like when somebody posts media online, there is a dopamine attraction. Oh yeah, to be uh, acquired, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see how many people are going to like it, right? How many views are you going to get? What are they saying in the comments? Mm-hmm. And for for a long time, that was that was a fun aspect of making the videos. Would be like, what if I do something cool in this vlog or make some interesting editing technique happen? Right. And what is the audience's reaction to that going to be? Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been the type of person to create videos that reflect one hundred percent authenticity. Right. Right. So when you watch my videos, you're watching a direct representation of who I am. I'm not putting on a facade. Right. I'm not playing a character. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying to my audience about who I am. Right. I'll tell you, I'm flat broke, right? <laughs> or I've got a million dollars. But even if I was a millionaire, I probably wouldn't flaunt it. Like, you know, right. Most you wouldn't just be do. making it rain in all of your videos. Yeah, no, I'd still drive in the background. I'd still drive a Toyota Camry or a Honda Civic right. or something conservative. <laughs> but uh, no, for me, the content creation was always just like, you know, I do it because it's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Every aspect. Well, that makes it easier because, I mean, that is one big, I wouldn't call it an obstacle, but maybe one of the bigger challenges for anybody who would want to break into the space of vlogging or whatnot is content, content, content. You need to have consistent content or you'll fall by the wayside. People will forget about you. And I mean, we live in this era where people have such short attention spans. Do you have like a schedule that you work off of? Like, I want to have at least X amount of videos per week. Like, is there a minimum? No. I mean, how many, how many videos would you say that you put out in a week? 
So on average, uh, my current schedule, um, I did daily videos oh, daily. Oh I uploaded a new vlog every day for over three years. And that's with editing with editing. Right. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was really crazy. I mean, through birthdays or holidays or, you know, family gatherings or whatever, I made my, I dedicated myself. I said, I'm going to set a goal and this is my goal. I'm going to upload every single day. Mm -hmm. And it would mean I'd wake up in the morning. I would edit mm -hmm. the day before, right? post that video, and make sure that I had my batteries charging, my SD card full, so that when I'm done editing that video and posted, which mm -hmm. is a process, by the way, I would be ready to start filming that day. Right. And I would do it every day. And I mean, when you're talking daily, the idea factory that you need to come up with as far as trying to make sure that your videos aren't just the same old shit every day, like how would, you know, that's, well, that's a lot to come up with. Sometimes they are, right? And it's kind of because fascinating. Because it's mirroring daily life to an extent. Exactly, right? right? So like, there's, a, there's been a kind of a fascination with reality TV, mm -hmm. right? Um, when reality TV was at its peak, we're, we're talking about like Survivor, mm -hmm. Big Brother. I just watched Survivor last night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that genre is super appealing to people. There, there's probably others, right? What's the Jer Jersey Shore? I never watched that, luckily. But right. yeah, it's this voyeuristic mentality that people absolutely have, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like when you drive past, you know, an accident on the freeway and everybody's rubbernecking. Right. Because they want to slow down and look at someone else's fucking misery. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if if there's a, let's say I'm out doing yard work and an ambulance drives down my street and stops at one of my neighbor's house. Before you know it, half the neighborhood is out standing on the sidewalks <laughs> in front of their house like, I want to see what's going on. That's one of my favorite memes when there's like a fight in the street. Street and you see the the meme is like the person like bringing their vacuum out to the front porch to vacuum the front porch <laughs> right. just to see what's going on right well and it's always funny too like when you actually see like fights or videos of just fights like at bars in the street at you know after a late night or whatnot mm -hmm. everyone's just standing around with their phone out being a voyeur no one is trying to break up the fight there's sometimes people that are in serious medical trouble and no one is paying any yeah, attention to their medical it. issue <laughs> yeah no it's it's very very interesting because even though you might think that your life is not interesting at all, mm -hmm. there are other people who probably do less than you and they might look at what you're doing. And just the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there alone is interesting enough. I used to think, I was like, well, I don't have anything to offer. I'm, I'm just a family man. I, I'm not really overly crazy. I would never go skydiving. I don't like roller yeah, coasters. Me either. I love roller coasters, but yeah, I don't do that. I don't do roller coasters. I hate roller coasters. As long as I'm like strapped in into something that's why you know i got my private pilot license but i can't climb up a ladder to even look at the edge of my roof like i'm terrified of heights when i don't trust myself when i feel because i'll just feel like i'm just gonna throw myself off the <laughs> yeah. fucking roof or something i'm like an idiot right i know i don't i'm not going to but it's like that fear is going to take over and actually make you do what you're afraid of right well see okay so facing the fear of trying to put yourself out there and creating content mm -hmm. is a step that i think if anybody wants to be a creator mm -hmm. you just have to take that leap and do it right because what i've found i've found myself in a place where i was like my life is not interesting people would not want to watch me right and but i'm part of this group right we were doing some of the most viral pranks that, mm -hmm. that lived on youtube and i found that people did 
want to know a little bit more about the camera guy right for you know the biggest prankster online uh, obviously those rankings have changed a bit you know over time but it just comes from i found myself the more i did a video the more i would find myself trying to come up with things to do for video and in turn made me a more interesting person Yay! so having a camera in your hand every day and with anything, with repetition, you get good at it. I found myself like becoming a better cinematographer just because I'm filming every day. And I, through that, I've like I used the Ronin gimbals, and I got into FPV drones. I do aerial work, and now I do like real estate videos, and I do wow. like uh, commercial production videos, and I just do. I've I've done so much more just because I got into YouTube. And so for me, like it's all about creating on another another level now mm -hmm. i've done youtube for a long time and now i'm trying to do other things like garage bands live mm -hmm. like i said earlier don't focus on one thing don't put all your eggs in one basket so like <laughs> diversifying is now the name of the game sure yeah i still do youtube videos but I'm interested in so much more, Jeff, you see. Well, that's good. And, I mean, it also keeps you from getting bored. Right. Because constantly trying to find new things to do. And, like you said, when you're doing videos for different industries or professions, you're forced to maybe step out of a certain comfort zone that you've been in. And you're going to mm -hmm. learn more, which always makes it more exciting. And, by the way, on that same token, I'm diversifying even further this mid-October, I'm doing my first music video. Nice. Well, and you've I'm got the setup. I'm stoked for it. Yeah, that'll be, be awesome. Outside of the, this will be outside of the studio. So it's going to be on location, whole script writing, shot list, Very scenes, cool. and all that stuff. It's going to be fun. That's awesome. So let me ask you one last question before we get into me trying to be an asshole and stump you on some before trivia. Before we get into Jeff's asshole? Yes. I, I don't want, I'm not prepared <laughs> for that. I'm not dressed properly. Okay. Well, well I'll get you some plastic sheeting. So. <laughs> So if you had to pull down all of your content from online, all the videos that you've made, except for one video, now this doesn't necessarily mean it's your favorite video, and then for the rest of time, there was only one video out there that you felt was going to be the representation of what you would want people to think of Gilroy vlogs or what you've done. Is there one specific video that, and maybe it is your favorite video, but that you're most proud of or you think is the best representation of who you are? Mm. That is a very tricky question. Yeah, I know. It's like asking a musician, what's your favorite song to play? Okay, I've uploaded over 1,400 videos. Okay. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I would say it would be the video that we made when my wife gave birth to my daughter. This is and a live his... birth video? No. Okay. <laughs> no. It's it's kind of a standard vlog. Not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a standard vlog in terms of all the videos that I've ever made, but is probably the best representation of what my vlog channel stands for. Okay. And that is a bookmark of life, right? right? So like I've been blessed to be able to monetize my daily life. But on the other side of that, I've gotten to go back and look at all these moments, mm -hmm. 1,400 different days of things that we've done together as a family. And the reason that particular one stands out to me the most is because it was like a purest reflection of emotion mm -hmm. and love, right? Authenticity. In that video, you get to see a new life be born. And we have so many videos before that and so many videos after it, where even my daughter can go back and see a time when 
she didn't even exist. Right. That's pretty cool. I think that would be that would be the one. Although it's nothing incredibly special, it's special to me, and that's what my vlog channel cool. is. Well, that's a perfect answer. That's what I wanted to know. Like I said, it's not necessarily what you think has the most views or is the funniest or the prankiest, right. but yeah. what, what encapsulates. And the reason I wanted to ask that question is for people who don't know you that are going to want to go check out Gilroy Vlogs on YouTube. You know, if they want to go get behind the scenes or kind of a little deeper with who you are as an individual. Yeah. Now they'll know what video they want to go look for. I mean, right. obviously check it, check them all out. Make sure you subscribe, even though we know that's a mirage. You know, you know what I found is the funnest thing when people go check out a new channel. The funnest thing to do is go watch their first video. Oh yeah, and then watch their most recent yeah. video and see how they've developed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a big like if you were gonna go listen to recordings that I made, you know, back in the early '90s with mm -hmm. music. I've I've listened to some of them in recent years and just vocally I cringe. It's not that I was a bad singer, right? But it's just there's so much that comes with just general experience yeah. and knowing what not to do and yeah. shit like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, especially early on as a creator or an artist, we're, we're all very heavily influenced by other people. Right. Over time, you start to really develop your own style. And, and while those influences are still there, you're now kind of an influence on other people to an extent because you've managed to identify who you are at the core and really be an individual. Right. I like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So before we finish up the podcast, we're going to go into one of my favorite segments. All right, kids. It's time for Jeff's Asshole Trivia. That's right. It's the trivia game show where Jeff is an asshole and tries to make his guests feel like an idiot. Not a trivia show about Jeff's asshole. Yay! All right. That's right. It's Jeff's Asshole Trivia, not trivia about my asshole. I'm trying to be an asshole. Now, I've had two previous guests in the studio, and they both did fantastic. Uh, they they got more than 50%, which is what makes you a winner. Oh, boy. I've got 10 things I'm going to ask you here with a bonus question in the event that you're split on a 50-50. You got five out of 10. Now, I didn't want to, I try and do something that's specific to the person that I'm talking to, but I didn't want to do like social media trivia or YouTube trivia. So you're a little younger than me, probably by almost 10 years, I'm guessing. So mm. you might do well on this. There's a lot of these I wouldn't know. This is the subject of today's Jeff's Asshole Trivia is texting slash gaming slash social media abbreviations. Ooh. So like LOL or BRB, things like that, but I'm obviously not going to go picking them most obvious ones all right so i'm curious to see how many of these you will know and if you don't know the answer please please make something up just because <laughs> i want to hear what corny ideas popping into your head for these acronyms okay first of all i'd like to say it's really nice to be here in jeff's asshole first question why is it so echoey in here hello hello, hello. we'll add that in post <laughs> All right, so number one, and again, I'm going to point out that pretty much all of these I wouldn't know the answer to. Okay. But I'm also late 40, mid-late 40s, so I'm getting to that point where I'm the old man that, you know, what is up with these weird acronyms? Okay, here we go. FTW. For the win. Wow. Already out of the gate. See, this is where, where I suck at this fucking game because I want to be an asshole. The first one, you don't even have to think about it. I would not have known that. All right. Y-N-K. Y-N-K. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Wait. Ooh, good. Y-N-K. You now know. Oh, so close. You never know. 
You never know. You never know. So, but very close. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, so you you're one for two. Okay. All right. G M T A. G M T A. And keep in mind that most, if not all, of these that I've selected, they're conversational. So they're not, you know, spe- like the one that's. Uh, I anal, which is I am not a lawyer. I'm not doing weird shit like that. That's industry oh, specific. I know. It's give me that ass. Give me that ass is incorrect, but I love the response. It's great minds think alike. Oh my gosh. So, and again, so just a lot of these are just figures of speech that are people have condensed. And I found this on an article that was listing like the most used. Can uh, I say I've never heard anyone abbreviate great minds think alike? And that's fine. Neither have I. Never. I'm trying to be an asshole, Gail. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All I'll right. See you. C W O T. C W O T. Which sounds like a dirty word if you get quat. You're such C-W-O-T. a quat. W O T. Come without Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, without is one word. It's complete waste of time. Oh my goodness. Just like you driving out here to do this show, that's what you're thinking. CWOT, why am I here? All right. Yes, I'm doing awesome here. You've only gotten one out of four. I need to come back. All right. You might know this one. I I wouldn't have, but I'm pretty sure that this is maybe something that people do use. TLDR. Wait, I've seen that one. I've seen that one, though. I'll give you a hint. You would respond to someone with this if they were very verbose. Verbose? If they sent you a long-ass text. Hey, Siri, what does verbose mean? (laughs) Don't wake that bitch up. I heard that. (laughs) The long, the... The, uh, so TLDR, TLDR, you just sent me a crazy text. that's three pages long. TLDR. I don't know. Too long. Didn't read. What? I know. It's a very dismissive piece of shit acronym. <laughs> Too long. Didn't read. Yes, I know. That's okay. I know there's some that you're going to know before we're done. I'm crumbling here. People. <laughs> <laughs> All right. N-A-G-I. N-A-G-I. It's a cautionary acronym. N-A-G-I. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> nope, that's phone all Phone a friend? <laughs> phone a friend. N-A- is that your final answer? G-I. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I know. These are stupid. Hey, I'm feeling great. I figured... use these acronyms. All right, you're a, you're a gamer. You're fucking going to know this one. Okay. AFK. Oh, away from keyboard. Okay, Easy. there you go. So see, look, I'm not a Good. total asshole. I thought you might know that one. Um, okay. S-O-M-L. S-O-M-L. Um. Sucky <laughs> on my lips. Sucky on my lips. I like that much better. It's the story of my life. Story of my life. I know. I, who the fuck is doing this? 
Yes, I'm so glad I'm finally an asshole. That is the purpose, Gil. That's the point, is I'm trying to be an asshole and make you sound as stupid as possible. That's why it's called Jess Asshole Trivia. I'm going to spend the rest of the day on Twitter. <laughs> just blasting out acronyms to people. Yeah. Just throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. All right, we've got two more, and I'll still give you the bonus question regardless. Okay. YGTR. This is number nine. YGTR. It's a very affirmative statement. YGTR. YG. You would say it if you really agreed with someone. We got that right. You got that right. I'm going to give you that oh, one. YGTR. Yeah, okay, YGTR. Yeah, yeah. You but got I'll that give, right. So, yeah. You got that right. YGTR. Number nine. YGTR. You got that right. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, so, let's see. You've gotten for the win, away from keyboard, and with a little help, you got that right. Okay. The number 10, and like I said, we'll do the bonus question regardless. J-S-Y-K. I love I love the looks that I'm getting when I give them these. It's these squinting the eyes. Like just saying, you know. I'm gonna count that. It's just so you know. Just so you know. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that one. So just so you know. You are at four correct out of ten, so you will not win, but I'm still going to give you the bonus question. Oh, just for your pleasure. Well, I'm curious if you're going to know this because you're younger. I would have never used this text because I'll give you a hint. This is a acronym that would only be used by a child or a minor. Okay. Oh, oh. P-I-T-R. And as a father, it would be helpful to know what this means. Really? Yes. Parent in the room. That is correct. Did you know that already? No, I didn't. Oh, wow. Well, way to put that one together. So, hey, not too bad. Five out of 11, including the bonus question. So just under the 50% mark for the first time, I am truly an asshole. So, Good job, Jeff. Thank you are you. an asshole. I am excited about that. Now do I put a pile of shit crown on your head? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just, I already have a pile of shit on my shoulders. It's called my head. So, All right. So I want to thank... You you know, Gil, for being here, and I don't want to screw anything up. So before we wrap up, if you could let people know primarily where they can find you <sighs> and what the primary channels are that you would want to send people down that path. Okay, so basically you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Gilroy Vlogs. So just search Gilroy Vlogs. And make sure you come and check out Garage Bands Live. That is the passion project. Such a good, positive vibe. And that's at Garage Bands Live on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Cool. Well, thank you for being here, brother. Next time we have you in, we're going to find a silly topic. We're going to put all this interview stuff away. Again, I do want to reiterate what he said about Garage Bands Live. Please go check that out. These artists are essentially working for tips. So make sure that when you're there that you're also tipping. You can comment. And they have the setup is so awesome where you can actually see as the artist while you're playing comments and sometimes it can be distracting because people will say funny things. I remember when I was playing last week in the middle of a song I looked down and someone said, he sounds like Elvis and it just it threw me for a loop. I think I was singing Pearl Jam at the time, which makes sense um, <laughs> that someone would compare Eddie Vedder to Elvis, Elvis. Presley. Hmm. So, alright man, well thank you for being here and we are going Been to pleasure. have you back very soon. Until next time, I'm Jeff. <laughs> And I'm Jeff. I heard that. Good night. <laughs>